the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Welcome to this special edition of In the Country. We are celebrating Tin Pan North and their 17th annual songwriting festival, which takes place May 26th through the 28th. And it's going to be a great three days of music, and I am here with Dan McVeigh. And on the show, we'll be featuring some artists who will be performing during Tin Pan North. The Small Town Pistols will hear an award-winning song from them. Also, Gil Grant, he has a brand new song. What a great artist Gil is. He'll be part of Tin Pan North. And a couple of special guests will call in to chat with us. Genevieve Fisher is going to call in, as well as Thomas Wade. A couple of great artists, great songwriters who are also part of Tin Pan North. But first, I want to welcome my special guest, Dan McVeigh. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? It is going great. It's great to have you on the show. It's nice to be back here on In the Country. On in the country, yeah, you've been here a few times in the past, and we see each other a lot at all these great country events. And I saw you not too long ago at the Moonshine Cafe performing uh, "Songwriters Round." Yeah, we had a great night at the Moonshine back in March. It's such a great venue, and it's one of the three venues that Tin Pan North will take place at: Clock and Hen in Brampton, uh, the Cadillac Lounge on Queen Street in Toronto, and then the Moonshine Cafe on Kerr Street in Oakville. So you got you got the area covered, don't you? Yeah, we've got it spread out a bit this year. Uh, we've got it uh, in the city. We've got it in the suburbs. So we're we're trying to re- reach out to country fans everywhere we can. I'm sure you found this, Dan, as we all have. But a lot of the conception or misconception is that country fans are only in small towns and literally out in the country. But Toronto and surrounding area has a lot and a lot of country fans. Absolutely. Uh, uh, that's why you have big festivals like Boots and Hearts, and uh, and you get all the the top country artists playing at the uh, Molson Amphitheater during the summer. It's uh, there are a lot of fans out there. And the website that people can head to to get tickets for these nights. There's like um, a three day pass, basically for thirty dollars. I know, and then there's individual pricing for the events. So the website you want to go to is nsaitoronto.com. That's nsaitoronto.com, which stands for Nashville Songwriters Association International. And tell me a bit about the organization, Dan. Uh, the organization was originally founded in the 60s uh, by such people as Chris Christopherson, and uh, they basically held it locally in Nashville for, for many years uh, and decided to branch out into um, other parts of uh, the U- U.S., in the late 80s, and eventually that expanded into Canada, and it has grown into uh, chapters around the world. And I know there's chapters in the GTA and surrounding area. What specific chapter are you with, Dan, and do you have a cohort with you? Yes, uh, we we, uh, are operating the uh, Toronto uh, chapter. Uh, Roger Beckett is my co-coordinator. And uh, this chapter has been in uh, in existence since 1992. I uh, became a coordinator in 1994. You've been doing that a while now. Wow. Yeah, I'm uh, being one of. The, I'm getting to be one of the old vets uh, of the uh, 
<laughs> the organization. You're, you're a senior member, not a senior, but a senior member, a senior organizer. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's that's dedication, Dan, all those years. Have you seen many changes, growth with the uh, NSAI Toronto chapter? Uh, yes, uh, we uh, we started off uh, our chapter in Brampton uh, when I, when I took it over. It was it was operating in Toronto at the time, and we moved it to Brampton, uh, where we held it for several years, and then we started having meetings in both Brampton and Toronto um, uh, through uh, I guess the mid mid uh, more more the late nineties, and uh, and these days we're just holding it in Toronto. We used to have a venue in Brampton, but uh, that uh, that place closed down, and so uh, we decided to just uh, amalgamate it into Toronto because it is the Toronto chapter after all. Indeed, very very appropriate. Now, the description of what's going to happen for these three evenings of music, it's called, description of it is Nashville-style songwriter rounds. Now, Dan, for those who aren't familiar what that is, tell us about Nashville-style songwriter rounds. That's where you get a, a bunch of songwriters. It could be anywhere from two to, oh, it could be six, seven even. And uh, they each take a turn uh, singing one of their songs on stage. They're all on on stage together. Sometimes some of them will uh, play along with the other person doing the song, and uh, you might even hear some harmonies. Um, and they each get to do a bunch of songs during the evening and, uh, and uh, basically uh, collaborate with the audience on... Uh, and the audience gets to hear some great music, and uh, and, and a lot of times the music uh, is familiar to the audience because they uh, they follow um, these songwriters who are also most of the time they're also artists, so they're they're either up and coming artists or they're established artists like like the ones we've talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty amazing. Some of these uh, names um, we'll focus right now on uh, Hughes Room, which is the gala evening, it gets underway at seven thirty. Tickets, of course, nsaitoronto.com is where you'll get the link to get tickets for for that evening or any of the evenings. But that night, we've got uh, the Small Town Pistols, made up of Amanda Wilkinson and Tyler Wilkinson. They're the Small Town Pistols, of course, but they started off as the Wilkinsons, the huge country family group with their big hit, 26 Cents, that started it off. So Steve Wilkinson, their dad, will be joining them on stage as well. That's going to be awesome. Gil Grant from Sudbury, Ontario, will be there. He has some brand new music out. He's a terrific country artist. You've got Amy Skye from the pop world. She's amazing. Marie Bottrell, uh, a great name from country music and a great artist. It's amazing. So that tells me with that lineup throughout the week, it's not only country music, right? Because this is songwriting in general. Yeah, I mean, it's good music is good music, and anybody who writes uh, and has had success on radio, uh, that's what we're trying to achieve when we uh, we bring uh, songwriters together for our meetings. We're trying to uh, get these artists to be successful on radio, commercial radio, and commercial songs. So uh, these the people that belong to our association uh, come from all genres of music, and you'll hear country, you'll hear R&B, you'll hear pop, you'll hear rock. It's it's all there in our uh, in our organization. Now, if somebody wanted to join the NSAI uh, Toronto chapter or any chapter that is out there in the area, Dan, how would they go about that? Uh, they would go to the uh, the main website, uh, which is www.nashvillesongwriters.com uh, that is the head office in Nashville where you can do it all online 
and join up uh, right there and then. And uh, make sure to mention the Toronto chapter when you uh, you set up your profile because uh, they do put some uh, funds towards local chapters if as long as they know uh, which uh, which which uh, chapter they belong they live in. You know the area they live in. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's that's amazing. Uh, what a great organization! And when you have your meetings, the NSAI meetings, uh, tell me a bit about them. Is that uh, are they monthly meetings? And I know that you do like song critiques and uh, sort of songwriting lessons as well, right? That's right. Uh, we do song critiques at pretty well every meeting. Um, we also do songwriting exercises and lessons where we learn uh, we 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 learn how to teach them from uh, the NSAI down in Nashville. Uh, they give us instructions and um, uh, files to look at and videos to look at. And uh, we use all those resources uh, to teach up here and in every chapter across the world, for that matter. Uh, we also sometimes bring in guests. Uh, last month uh, uh, we had uh, Brian Allen as a guest, and uh, he was very enlightening in uh, telling, uh, telling us about his career and uh, his thoughts on, uh, on the music industry today. That's amazing. Such a knowledgeable guy, Brian Allen. And uh, he was a writer on a huge song from Heart called What About Love. That's correct. As well as success with his own band back in the day called Toronto. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Wow. That's uh, what a great organization. Anyone listening definitely needs to head to that website to uh, become a member if they are a singer songwriter of, of whatever genre, but if songwriting is their passion. Hey, we have a special guest on the line here, Dan. This is awesome. We have an Ontario country artist joining us who, not only an Ontario country artist, but she's going to be part of Tin Pan North on one of the evenings. It's Genevieve Fisher. Welcome to the show, Genevieve. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you here. Dan's on the line as well. Hi, Dan. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Doing great over here. This is awesome because we are, of course, talking about Tin Pan North, and you're one of the guests, Genevieve. Tell me a bit about that. Tell me a bit about uh, looking forward to this and what we can expect from your songwriters round. Well, I am so unbelievably excited to be a part of Tin Pan North. This is going to be my first time um, doing a round, so I am just so excited. Um, I I was in Nashville uh, about a month ago when I actually attended the Tin Pan South when uh, Jennifer Schott um, kind of led one of the rounds and that was my first time uh, you know attending a songwriters round so it was amazing to be able to see it and now I'm going to be a part of it so I cannot wait. Right. That's amazing and I mean you have had so much success Genevieve with your music career. In fact, you are uh, a nominee for Female Artist of the Year at the upcoming Country Music Association of Ontario Awards are coming up uh, pretty much that same weekend, or at least a little bit into the next week, on May 30th. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. I can't wait. That's amazing. Now, I understand you're also performing on the stage that night at the CMAOs. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be performing with um, Runaway Angel and Tiana Woods. So it's going to be a really great show. There's going to be lots of women up on stage, and uh, awesome. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Tin Pan North, it's the 17th annual Songwriters Festival, and there are 
three evenings and events happening at the Clock and Hen in Brampton, the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville, as well as uh, the Cadillac Lounge on Queen Street in Toronto. So there's so much going on, and Hugh's room on the 28th of May is the uh, gala with all those big names we mentioned earlier. Once again, I'll just let people know, nsaitoronto.com is where you can go to get tickets for this great event. So, Genevieve, for you in songwriting, how far does that go back for you? When did you first start uh, tackling songs? Oh, my gosh. I, I probably started actually, you know, playing around with writing when I was at least 12 years old. Um, it's always been a passion of mine, and it's always been something that I've, you know, I've been working on over the years. And, you know, in the, in more recent years, I feel like I've really kind of honed in on, on, the, on my craft, and um, I feel like I'm, you know, getting much better at writing, um, which, which is great. But, you know, the experiences mm-hmm. that I've had and just being in Nashville and being able to um, collaborate with some amazing songwriters, I think has been, that has been, I think, one of the main things, things that have helped me become a better songwriter. So co-writing is, is just, it's one of those things that does make you a better writer, right? You, you rise up to the challenge of that other person and just the uh, partnership of writing a song together makes it better. Absolutely. I think, you know, being in a room with someone, um, you kind of gain some inspiration from them. You sort of feed off of them and, um, you know, just seeing um, the way that they present themselves in a, in a session you're kind of like, oh, okay, so they do that. Okay, so you pick up on things as you're writing with them. And, and um, right, right. It's, ju- it's just really cool the way that you, um, you, know, you can connect to people while you're writing. And where can people find you online, Genevieve? Well, you can definitely find me on Facebook, just Genevieve Fisher. Um, I'm also on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Genevieve underscore F. And, of course, Instagram, um, you can find me at Genevieve Fisher Music. Excellent. And your website is? It's GenevieveFisher.ca. So we're going to play a song of yours here to give people a sample, Genevieve, of what they're going to hear. Uh, your participation yeah. is at the Clock and Hen in Brampton, Friday, the 27th. You're there the same night as Thomas Wade, who's going to be on this episode uh, yes. in, in just a little bit. Uh, you're opening up at 7.30 with your four-person songwriting round. Uh, so what song yeah, will you share with us now? Um, this song is called Blame It On You. Um, this is a song that I co-wrote uh, with the wonderful Jason Massey in Nashville. And um, this is a song that I'm really proud of. I had a lot of fun writing this song. It's it's one of those songs that's kind of easy to listen to, and the lyrics are kind of, you know, just simple. And um, it's just a song that makes you, makes you happy, and it makes you um, remember kind of that exciting love. So this is Blame It On You. Here's Genevieve Fisher on this special edition of In the Country, Tin Pan North and the 17th Annual Songwriters Festival.
And that is Ontario country artist Genevieve Fisher. The song is called Blame It On You. That's a song she co-wrote. And again, she'll be part of Tin Pan North. Uh, her participation comes up at the Clock and Hen in Brampton on Friday, May 27th. And her set begins at 7.30. And the 9.30 set at that same location begins with Thomas Wade. And Thomas will be on the show in just a short bit as well. Well, Dan, this is great. It's great to have a chance to talk to you about songwriting. Maybe let's chat about your own personal songwriting. Uh, How far does that go back for you? When did you first start uh, getting in the songwriting habit? Well, we heard from Genevieve. uh, She started at 12. I was a little older. I was 17. Uh, I don't know what what prompted it. I mean, I've been playing music for forever. I mean, I took lessons back as far as five years old. um, And I would probably... Uh, over the years, played a lot of cover band stuff uh, in my early teens, and then I don't know. One day, I just decided uh, I'm going to try to write a song, and uh, uh, I wrote both the music and lyrics to my first song, and uh, it was called "The Sun Will Always Shine Again Tomorrow," and uh, <laughs> very happy, nice title, bubbly nice song. <laughs> Now, the NSAI, of course, does song critiques as well for people. And I know that for some songwriters, especially in the beginning, writing those first songs, it's hard to hear critiques, even though they're not you know, worded strongly necessarily, but they're, they're feedback and things you can improve on. What would you say to somebody before they get into that situation where they're taking songs in and they're going to get feedback? How, what should they be, uh, how mentally prepared should they be to, to hear stuff about their songs? Uh, they should try to keep an open mind. Uh, if, if you're new at it, uh, the best thing is to hear from a lot of people. Uh, friends and family are great because uh, they're always going to encourage you. But uh, when you step in a publisher's office uh, for the first time, uh, you know, everything's fine. And, and until they say pass, they're going to pass on that song or you need to improve the lyrics or something and and our job is really to get them to prepare for that and um and that's by developing their craft and uh, writing and giving them critiques and uh helping them uh, improve their songs, rewrite their songs and uh, you know so that eventually they can go to that publisher with confidence that they've got a great song. How important, this goes without saying, but how important is rewriting a song? So somebody sits there, they're inspired, everything flows out of them, say the music and the lyrics, whether it's one, one or two of them, two of them writing it. They get to the end and they think, man, this is perfect, we don't need to change a thing. How important is it to go back and just see if anything could be improved? It's important, too, because, uh, you know, you might think it's perfect and everything, but... Uh is perfect in your mind, but who else has heard this song? And, and uh, who you need feedback. You need feedback, and if you get a lot of people telling you, well, this this section is, doesn't seem to work as well as your other section, or or there's a part of the lyric that you didn't notice you added an extra couple words here and there that weren't necessary, um, mm-hmm. you know, then you go into the recording stage and uh, you've wasted some time uh, without rewriting, rewriting it first. And, and you mentioned there about those extra words. There's an economy of words, uh, if I'm putting it correctly. Just you want to be concise. Some songs might be wordier than others, and, and that's conversational. But ideally, you want to uh, you know, use your words efficiently and economically. Absolutely. You have to uh, be able to take a step back. Uh, I would say once the song is written, 
have a step back and then uh, maybe the next day or two uh, go back and look at it again and see if there's any unnecessary words. Are you rushing your your words when you're singing the song? Um, if you are, then you've probably you probably need to edit it uh, down a few words. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That could be the content itself that is is too long, but also it's not allowing the melody to flow as you just mentioned, and it just it seems rushed. Let's talk about uh, some specific artists. We've mentioned a few of them already. We had Genevieve on, Thomas Wade coming up in a bit. And in fact, before we do that, um, I want to turn to a song from the Small Town Pistols. Who, who They won an award for this, a Country Music Association of Ontario Award, Single of the Year. And the songwriters won an award as well, Songwriter of the Year. And the writers on this song, the song is called I Only Smoke When I Drink. Patricia Comroy, Alyssa Bonagura, Amanda Wilkinson, and Tyler Wilkinson are the writers on that song. And it's got such a cool vibe to it, Dan. I love that one. Yeah, it's quite different from a lot of the stuff you're hearing on radio these days. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why it did win. Such a cool song, and I remember Patricia telling the story, or it may have been Amanda, but they were together, and uh, I think somebody just sort of said that as an expression or, or actually just said it in conversation, and they said, we got to write that. And that happens a lot with writers, doesn't it? Conversation turns into to a title or a song lyric. Absolutely. You you don't necessarily start writing the minute you get in the door. You, you probably just... Uh... I just do a bit of a gabbing around and talking about life in general, and then somebody's going to say something that says, hey, that might be good for a part of a song right there. <laughs> Let's turn to this very cool song from the Small Town Pistols, the award-winning song, I Only Smoke When I Drink, and they're going to be part of the uh, gala night at Hughes Room on May 28th, starting at 7.30. A bunch of other names we'll mention a bit later in the show. Man, that's going to be a great lineup. Tickets can be purchased at nsaitoronto.com for any of the events uh, taking place during Tin Pan North, May 26th through the 28th. These are the Small Town Pistols, I Only Smoke When I Drink, on In the Country. smoke when I drink I only drink when I'm lonely I know myself when I think I'm not the one that you're holding When I remember the time you said you were mine and I was your prize and you were my only smoke when I drink I only drink when I'm lonely I only cuss when I'm mad I'm only mad when I hate you I only cry when I'm sad I'm only sad cause I miss you When I'm mad I'm only mad when I hate you And every time that I come here to this bar 
Small Town Pistols, I Only Smoke When I Drink, a very cool song from them. Uh, great writers on that, and they won a Songwriter of the Year Award, and that was a single of the year last year, uh, 2015, at the Country Music Association of Ontario. Uh, we've got Thomas Wade coming up a bit on the show. He's going to call call in and talk to us, Dan, but let's talk about, uh, maybe pick a handful of other people that are uh, performing throughout this event, and let's talk about them. Well, it's always uh, we do have a, a number of people that are coming back after a number of years, but we've got some exciting artists coming up uh, that have never played Tin Pan North, um, and this year it includes uh, Prairie Oysters' Joan Besson. Uh, this is her first time playing with us. Uh, she's at the Cadillac Lounge on the Thursday, May 26th. Uh, we also have uh, uh, another CMAO um, nominee Bria Lawrenson, uh, female vocalist of the year, as well mm-hmm. as um, Jessica Mitchell, who is uh, also up for that. Uh, I think she's up for new artists, too. So it's it's exciting. And Marie Batrell, of course, in the in the main gala show, um, what an honor it is to have her uh, as part of the show this year. You know, I think it's wonderful that you get these people. How do you do this, Dana? Is this a whole committee? Is this you and a couple of people? How do you get these great names? luck i i i don't know it, it's uh there is a lot of work to it a lot i um i guess part of it's uh since we've been doing this for many years now uh uh i think our reputation uh speaks for itself and it it certainly helps us uh, uh catch the attention of uh, of the many country artists uh, throughout ontario and we've we've also brought up several great writers from the usa uh from nashville um, and I, I think it's just the, the 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 number of the quantity and quality of people we've brought up. I mean, we've had everybody from Patricia Conroy and Jimmy Rankin and Michelle Wright, and and great writers like Frank Myers from the U.S. I mean, it's just uh, I'm I'm always amazed that uh, this happens every year that we can get these people, and uh, it's it really uh, makes you feel good. And what a great uh, thing to experience when you get to listen to a songwriter do a song that was a hit maybe for them or for another artist in a lot of cases, and you're hearing that songwriter's raw interpretation, their voice, one guitar, in, in most cases maybe another guitar, but you're hearing that song in its raw form. What is that like? Uh, it's a special feeling, uh, especially for the audience. I mean, uh, last year Frank Myers doing 
his hit with uh, for Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale, you and I. Uh, oh, yeah. And he did the Lone Star hits. Uh, I'm already there. Front porch looking in. I mean, these these are classic country songs by major groups, number one songs. And uh, and when the audience, they don't, they may not know who Frank Myers is, but as soon as they hear this song. Wow, mm-hmm. I know that song, and and this guy wrote it. I'm hearing it. This is this is amazing, yeah. up close and personal. That's the thing, and and they tell the stories behind the song, and I know many people love that. I love that to hear how the song came about. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, hearing how some of these songs came came about, it's just it's one story after another, and they're you know it's just uh, it's amazing how songwriters will come up with ideas for songs. Yeah, you know, one after another. It's uh, there's right. always a story behind the song. Yeah, always always interesting to hear those stories. I'm speaking with Dan McVeigh, one of the organizers of the very successful Tin Pan North, now in its 17th year. That's amazing, and it's Nashville style songwriter rounds happening at great venues uh, across the city. More details at nsaitoronto.com. That's also where you'll get your tickets. And we have a, another special guest joining us on the show who's going to be part of Tin Pan North. Thomas Wade. Welcome, Thomas. Hello. How are you? Great to have you here, my friend. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. We got Dan on the line as well. Hi, Dan. Hey, Thomas. Nice to have you back this year. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Now, you've had a very very successful career, Thomas, uh, mainly in the country music world with a bunch of huge songs, videos on CMT, a songwriter, obviously. Uh, how excited are you to be part of Tin Pan North this year? Oh, I'm very excited. And, you know, as you know, uh, um, every every time you do an event like this, it's um, there's uh, they're they're always so fresh. You you don't know what to expect. I mean, everything's pared down and, and um, kind of raw, and uh, it's a lot of fun, especially when you you mix up. You know, people, uh, the various people on stage, you kind of get your, you know, you can get a rapport with them as well. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's very cool. That is a very cool part, Thomas. I've seen that at, uh, you know, so many of the songwriting rounds, that rapport that develops. So now the one songwriter doing their song is not alone because invariably all three will join in, somebody playing guitar, harmonies, and now it becomes uh, pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of it. Actually, is uh, you know getting to uh, <clears throat> getting to chime in and, and offer a little bit of something. You know, it's uh, it's always a lot of fun, and um, it's all you know. I think one of the things I really like about this is uh, you know I think I I have to applaud uh, Dan for you know always including the the Canadian element. Um, you know, for as much as you know, there's there are a lot of um, American acts, uh, American writers that have done some amazing things. You know, we kind of have our own thing too, and uh, sort of if, when you listen to them, you can kind of tell there's a certain flavor or something. So I'm really I'm really glad that that's uh, that opportunity exists for Canadians. Absolutely, yeah, it's such a big part of uh, Tin Pan North, the Canadian, uh, the Canadians that uh, perform there. Um, when you perform your songs on an, on nights like these, Thomas, do you ever debut a song, a new song you've written, and maybe you haven't played it for hardly anybody, and the audience is getting to hear it for the first time? Oh yeah, I've done that. 
I've done that quite a bit, actually. I mean, um, I've even written songs especially for the uh, for the round. I've <laughs> done that. Cool. Um, I mean, just because sometimes, you know, I, I sort of look at things and I kind of go, okay, well, what do I want to what do I want to achieve from this? Because, you know, it it sort of depends on the crowd too. You know, it sort of you sort of get a vibe about you know who all who you're playing with. And you want to make sure that there's some kind of a you know a lot of uh, variety for the audience. You want them to be able to you know get the you know the sad song, but you want them to get uh, you know the song the one that makes you think, and you want them to laugh. And so if I think um, if something strikes me as uh, you know necessary to uh, maybe be written right before the thing, I've done that before. So that's awesome. Nice to know that spontaneity is there, and you know you as an artist. Uh, is going to get that feedback uh, instantly on, on on a song, and the audience is going to hear something that fresh. I'm thinking back to a song I heard years on the radio uh, quite a while ago now, Thomas, that I loved, and it reminded me of Lee Greenwood's style. And we've since talked, and, and you've said how much of a fan of Lee Greenwood you are, but the song was Lying Here With You, which is so beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That's, uh, boy, that's, and it's funny, you know, because, uh, as time goes by, that's that song. You know, I was written in 1993, and uh, I think it might even been 92. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, as time goes on, and in a way, you sort of expect it to stop being something that people want to hear. And it, but then, you know, it happens. I, you know, invariably. Sometimes I, I don't even plan on it, and somebody says, "You know what song I really want you to do?" <laughs> <It's> like, and, <laughs> okay. What a you know. test of a song to uh, you know for people to want to hear it, as you said, all these years later, remember it. And uh, I mean, I was moved by it at the time, and when I think about that song, it's just uh, like I said, it just had that uh, emotion, and it's a Thomas Wade song, but I could hear it, Lee Greenwood covering that absolutely. Oh, that's true, you know. And then later on, uh, uh, there was actually, a, you know, a little bit of a talk about Kenny Rogers doing it, and uh, but none of that ever transpired. But hey, you know, I'm not done. I'm not done. You never know. Love it. That's well. That's it. That's that's the other thing with songs. And and Dan, I know you know about this. Thomas, you know about this, because I've heard it at NSAI seminars. Songs that were written so long ago. Uh, got pitched and pitched, and they seemed like obvious hits eventually because they did become one. But that journey to become a hit from when it was first written can be a long one. For sure. I mean, I mean, uh, you never know how long it's going to take. Um, you know, the story of uh, this, the uh, love, love me tender. You know, <laughs> it existed, you know, a good hundred years before it was an Elvis song. You know, so I mean the different right. lyrics and all, but right. You know, still you just don't know what's going to end up being relevant. Uh, you know, that's why I, I, you know, when I write, I I really try to not think about trying to write a hit or anything like that. I just want to write a song that that means something and moves people. That's all I want mm-hmm. to do. And and I think that as long as you've done that, you know, the stuff that people care about and the stuff that touch that touches people that never changes, you know? And so as long as you put the, uh, 
something that re- really touches people uh, timelessly, then I think you, mm-hmm. you've always got a shot. <laughs> now, you've got a brand new song that uh, we'll be sharing on the show and maybe a debut of sorts, uh, and it's called That's What Love Looks Like. Is it That's What Love Looks Like or To Me is on the end? Oh, I didn't put the to me. I thought it was long enough. That's what love looks okay. like is the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> you have a brand new song called That's What Love Looks Like. Tell me a bit about the song, Thomas, because it's really beautiful, and it's and it's a brand new one, of course. Well, it's, uh, you know, the entire album that that's from is born of a just a, a, a departure, like a change, and, you know, really a life-changing thing. I mean, as you know, I had a quite a life-changing thing and uh but on the way back you know I, I was trying to do a lot of different things and trying to get back in the swim of things and do what they're doing now and make you know relevant singles and that sort of thing with a new band um waiting me wade um that you know we we gave it a, a shot um but yeah something just to, eventually it just came to me that uh i was i was still chasing it and my original success didn't come with chasing it it came with making it music first and we were lucky you know people embraced it they could have just as easily said well that's too rocky we can't do that and and it just all of a sudden i just decided um this is it um i gotta i just gotta go follow my heart so i drove down to nashville mm-hmm. and i had intended on writing with quite a few people but I really ended up hanging out with Tim Taylor for a week because he's one of my best friends. Nice. And we wrote four songs in four days. And four, you know, four of those songs are on that record. And uh, That's What Love Looks Like was a just, uh, you know, I mean, I'm in a, a wonderful relationship with a with a, a beautiful lady. And just understanding what women go through, all the pressure they have to be superwoman and you know get out there and and at the end of the day look like a look like the cover of a magazine you know right and it's yeah. just you know and it's just so uh it's just you just want you know you just want to be able to say you know what the truth is you know and that's you know whatever you you look like you know that's what love looks like to me so that's that was the wow. idea Beautiful, uh, beautiful message and a great song. Let's share it now from my guest, Thomas Wade. He is part of Tin Pan North. Uh, he'll be at the Clock and Hen on May 27th. Uh, the starting, uh, he'll be part of the 9:30 set that evening, and that's in Brampton. Here's his brand new song. That's what love looks like here, odd in the country. Looking in the mirror Counting all the little lines The gentle reminders Of the passage of time And you don't think it's the picture Of the girl you used to be That's what love looks like to me 
see you at your dresser table Tracing silver strands of hair But they're all part of your beauty To the man who put them there Don't you know how much I want you How can I make you see And that is Thomas Wade. We had the chance to hear some brand new music, and that's what love looks like. Thomas, thanks so much for being on here. It was great to uh, spend this time with you and, uh, and get your thoughts on songwriting. Thank you so much, Dave, and thank you, Dan. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, look, we'll look for you on uh, Friday night, uh, May 27th, and it's going to be a great show. And again, we'll remind our listeners the uh, website to head to to get tickets for this great event, the 17th Annual Songwriters Festival, Tin Pan North. Uh, that website is nsaitoronto.com. From there, you'll get a link to get your tickets uh, May 26th to the 28th. And that is the main website uh, our listeners head to, Dan? Yeah, that's uh, where they'll go. And then uh, there will be a link to our uh, uh, ticket window uh site which uh, is actually selling them online and you can also get tickets uh, directly through Hughes room if you're going to the gala show uh, you just give them a call and they uh, they will take care of you right there and that's especially important if you're planning on going to that and you need a reservation for dinner and get good seats it's good to call mm-hmm. them for that reason 
And uh, the gala night at Hughes Room, starting at 7.30 on the 28th of May. Man, this lineup, we've got the Small Town Pistols with Amanda Wilkinson and Tyler Wilkinson, joined by their dad. Now, there's a special treat. Steve Wilkinson, uh, he's a great songwriter himself. Well, the whole family is, but Steve wrote uh, a lot of their early hits uh, when they were known as the Wilkinsons. Tell me how great that's going to be. I, I imagine there's going to be magic on the stage with the Wilkinsons reunited. Absolutely. We... Uh... We got really excited watching them last year at the CMAO award show. Uh, they they performed, uh, you know, one song there, but uh, this is an opportunity for them to play a whole show uh, where they could play all their hits. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, last year we had Anthony Smith, who uh, was one of the writers for uh, Jimmy's Got a Girlfriend, which is, of course, one of their hits. And right. uh, it's going to be a nice combination of Wilkinson songs as well as Small Town Pistols songs and uh i i think that's gonna be an amazing treat for the audience absolutely and and as far as a musical success story the wilkinson's obviously a huge success but a lot of times when people leave a band and form another version of a band in this case uh, amanda and tyler their own duo small town pistols they have a huge success so that's pretty amazing to make that transformation it's not easy uh a lot of times uh there are bands that have been out there that haven't uh, the lead singers left or whatever the case may be, and uh, they yeah. go solo. And uh, look at Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> you know, there you uh, go. Brooks, uh, you know, Ronnie Dunn left, and well, I mean, they both left. They they took a break, but he he decided to make an album, and he had great songs on it. But uh, you know, yep. in the end, they said, well, let's go where the success is, and they they basically got back together. So. Uh, but in the Small Town Pistols case, I mean, they're they're having success right away on their first single and their first uh, album together. And uh, what an incredible song they had. I think it was their debut. If not, it was one, one of the first songs they put out there. Uh, Living on the Outside, Dying on the Inside. Yeah, that's another good one off that. It's, uh, it's oh. amazing uh, what they've come up with on this album. Uh, also that night, man, there's... Uh, Gil Grand, and I'm doing a separate interview with Gil shortly, and we'll talk more with Gil, but uh, he's a great artist, of course, and he's got a brand new song out now called She'll Always Be Mine. Tell me a bit about Gil, because he's from Sudbury, and what a voice. Yeah, Gil, Gil uh, has, has had some amazing success in his career. Uh, he's He's gone from, uh, you know, he, he started out as a great solo artist. He had... Uh, one of my favorite songs, I don't know if you remember it, but it was a song called Spill Perfume. It wasn't as big a hit as Famous First Words, but I mean, he right. had some great singles out, uh, a whole bunch of them in a row. And uh, mm-hmm. that uh, he ended up winning a CCMA award for Male Artist of the Year because of it. So Gil, Gil has done a lot, and then from the artist thing, he went into publishing uh, with Grant and G., and uh, yep. you know he's he's uh, he's doing it all. He's he's doing a big songwriting seminar in Calabogie, up That's north right. uh, uh, in you know in June. So he's yep. Uh, yep. he's really doing well. Uh, he sure is, and I believe Grand and G, the publishing company that he's a part of, that is his name on it, more than a part of. Uh, they they uh, had great success with the Chris Young song Tomorrow, which one of my favorite songs. Love that one. Yeah. Anthony Smith again, who uh, who played at last year's Tin Pan North, uh, co-wrote that song with Frank Myers, and wow. uh, he wow. was signed with the Grand and G, and uh, uh, and look at that, it's just it's amazing. 
That is amazing. Another song of uh, Gill's. Now, this isn't one he wrote, but he covers, and I always, I love the song to begin with, and I love his version and the video that goes with it. Break it to them gently. I, I love the way Gill sings that one. Yeah, I mean, that he does a great job of that. Uh, and uh, it, it always sounded like a country song, even when Burton Cummings did it, but uh, Gill put the <laughs> twang in it and, and really vamped it up. Let's play a song now from Gill, brand new music from him. She'll Always Be Mine, a terrific song here on In the Country.
And that is Gil Grand, a beautiful new song from him, She'll Always Be Mine. So that night, uh, the uh, gala night at Hughes Room on May 28th, uh, also has Amy Skye, Marie Bottrell, two amazing ladies, Amy from pop, Marie from country. That night is going to be uh, quite something for uh, for everybody in attendance. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're getting the best of... of uh, you know the the 80s from uh, Marie Bottrell. They're getting the mm-hmm. best of the 90s from Amy Sky. I mean, both of these artists have had major hit songs in their field. I mean, of course, Marie Bottrell with two CCMA awards to her credit and n- numerous Juno nominations, uh, a whole bunch of top ten songs. Uh, she started out very young in her career, uh, coming up. Uh, as an artist, and uh, she just uh, tore up the charts there from the 80s. And then you've got Amy Skye, who uh, who's, who's, who feels it feels like she's been around forever, but she's only really started making the big hits in the 90s. And uh, she she's had cover songs from every conceivable artist you could imagine, along with her own hits. Um, mm-hmm. And she's already coming up with a brand new album uh, uh, just after Tin Pen North called Live On. It's a it's a, a collaboration album she's doing with both Olivia Newton-John and Beth Nielsen Chapman. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, incredible. And that lineup that night in all three days at Tin Pan North, uh, May 26th through the 28th. Tickets at NSAIToronto.com. The 17th Annual Songwriters Festival. Man, what a great lineup of songwriters. Dan, thank you so much for being here. Always a pleasure to chat and great to get the uh, scoop on the big three-day event coming up. Well, I appreciate you having us, uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody there this year. It's going to be an amazing three days, and uh, we look forward to it. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this special edition, the Tin Pan North edition of In the Country.